The Tilted Land Shark Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play a fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash with their over-under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to download the SGPN app. You're home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome, everybody, to the Tilted Land Shark Podcast. Not the only AUDL gambling podcast, but we maintain the best AUDL gambling podcast out there. I'm one of your hosts, Chase Sessoms, the Wolf of Oakland, joined by Zach. Come on. Still not, I got nothing. I got nothing, man. It was, you're, a, you're a hard it, man to nickname. Zachabella. It was a hot two weeks. And uh, hey, I get it. There's not a lot that works with the Velo. Shot my shot my wad early, apparently. Uh, Zach, <laughs> hard to nickname a Velo. How about that there one? There we go. How's your weekend, man? It was all right. It was a eventful Saturday, followed by a very relaxing Sunday. Saturday night, got to watch. Uh, my Miami Heat take one on the road in Boston. Yep. Got yep. to play a little bit of golf first time this summer. Made it through that. What'd you shoot? But, yeah, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say I've, uh, I outscored the Boston Celtics. So <laughs> There you go. That's what I'm talking about. Get out there and hack it up, my man. That's um, it. I'm just having a good time. That's all. I'm still tired. I'm still You're tired. You're still tired. Yeah, you, uh, you had a pretty big weekend yourself, didn't you? No, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, I managed or, to. Uh, real quick for all the listeners listening right now who didn't mm-hmm. know this, Chase, your birthday was Sunday. It was my birthday was Sunday. I'm a 37 year old. Thank you, 37 year old man. Now I feel yeah. like I'm 85. You look 24. Yeah. Just I'm just gonna, I'm gonna throw that out there. You lie, but thank you. <laughs> I'm trying to help you out here. But yeah, bir- birthday on Sunday and uh, Saturday was the uh, the old Preakness Stakes, and uh, yeah, I did kind of all right, you know. Did come out on top at least a little bit oh, of green. Oh yeah, uh, I I ac- absolutely hammered the the Preakness. Like I, for lack of better terms, uh, fucked it up one side and down the other, pretty much. I was winner exacted trifecta. I went whole enchilada on that oh thing. I would have hit the super high five if I bet it bet that, but I didn't. Because I'm smart, <laughs> intelligent betting. That's right. You can only go so far. That's right. So no, it was a good. It was a good Preakness. It was nice to get his Freakness out uh, for another week. <laughs> but he's retired now until uh, Preakness time next year. But uh, until next yeah. year, what's yeah. the? Uh, it's Churchill Downs. No, that's Kentucky Derby. What's the Piedmont? Is the next one? Uh the Belmont. Belmont. Piedmont. Yeah. Belmont. The Belmont at Belmont, of course. Uh, yeah, okay. it's uh, the. Ch- the true test of a champion, a mile and a half. It's uh, the longest a lot of these horses will go in their careers. Uh, so yeah. yeah, it's a it's a pretty good race. Uh, I think it's going to be wide open again. I'm looking forward yeah. to it. 
But back tilted to the old... land shark. Yeah, I was about to say tilted land shark uh, podcast where we talk horse racing and basketball and maybe some ultimate. That's right. It's uh, we had a great weekend of AUDL week yes, four. Yes, we did. Uh, I, I want to say when it came to our bets for this week, we uh, we both came out uh, positive on top. Uh, however, mm-hmm. uh, we've got something more important to talk about uh, before we get into our, our breakdown of the games. Uh, we've got a we got ourselves a little interview. We got someone joining yeah. us. Uh, Zach, I believe he was one of your teammates. He was a college teammate, a pro teammate. Um, he helped me get on get my career kickstart in the AEDL. He was a leader on the Nashville Nightwatch uh, and a leader on the Atlanta Hustle when I was trying out for them. Kind of pushed me over the edge to go ahead and play pro for those teams. So he's a, a big help in my ultimate career, someone I could call a good friend, uh, Paul Lally. All right. Looking forward to having Paul Lally on. Man, this is going to be uh, – it's so exciting. We Listen, folks, we have the access. We can bring the people in. You just let us know who you want to talk to. It doesn't even have to be AUDL. I mean, even in the world of politics. You want Joe Biden on here? We'll make it happen. We'll talk. We'll talk. We'll we see. We can talk about anything. Yeah, it might be pretty Bill Nye on here one day. How's that? Ooh, that is an oh. amazing idea, and I want to go to there. Yes. I bet he is a gambling man. Too. yeah that could that could work what are we doing to paul lally though we're forgetting about him so yeah we've got an interview with paul lally coming up and uh yeah we will be right back we're gonna hit a quick ad read and uh when we return zach's friend now friend of the show paul lally from the san diego growlers Make sure to get down on the wins. Bet $50 to win $200 promotion where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Plus, the WinBet Casino is offering a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. All users can receive a $20 free bet when they win, lose, or push a 3-plus leg build-your-own-bet parlay between Thursday and Saturday. Players can take advantage of the offer on the NBA playoffs. The match is coming to the win, and you can bet on it at WinBet. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, minus 200, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, plus 165. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit WYNNBet.com. Dot com to get started. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Now, on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product, unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can make money on Sleeper too by playing their new over and under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. For example, point totals in basketball or hit totals in baseball. Then, choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. It's the only app where I can join my buddies' contests and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group at Sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP. And Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's right, join our squad and get the 100% deposit match at sleeper.com slash SGP. And welcome back to the Tilted Land Shark podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got a first for the show 
a first for myself talking to a genuine AUD. Well, current. I, I say I say current. genuine. Zach, Zach was a professional too, but a current professional. We are talking to Paul Lally of the San Diego Growlers, who we lovingly refer to as the big glass jugs of beer. Paul, welcome to the Tilted Landshark podcast. How's it going? Great night over here. Just got done with a little uh, game point performance training session. Now uh, excited to talk to the hottest new podcast on the market. Oh, that's what we like to hear. Flattery is going to get you everywhere, sir. <laughs> well done. So, Paul, first, I got to ask, do you have your own signature goal celebration? And if you don't, I would like to suggest one for you. It's funny you ask, Chase. Um, you know, I've kind of tried a few things over the last handful of years tried some variations of kick spikes um have some handshakes some unique ones with certain teammates um but it's it's recently uh been a lot all about business time for me so um, occasionally when you see me score um typically it's throwing goals so you don't even see me i'm like completely off screen like right. by myself in a corner <laughs> um but i like to i like to straighten up the tie that's kind of mm, a, okay. like, keep it classy, keep it professional. Class act. Um, and so uh, I'm setting up for the for the one down the down the line where I rip off the Clark Kent Superman sort of thing. But um, no, it's a tight. I'm, I'm keeping it tidy. I like it. I like it. It's got a narrative to it. You know, my apex later in the year. Uh, my it's, it's actually probably better than my suggestion, which is the lally pop, where uh, you just hold the frisbee like an old timey gigantic lollipop, and you know. You can either give it a few licks or act like you're giving it a few licks. I understand it's the time of COVID and licking things that a bunch of other people touch might not be a good idea. So I'll let you decide how devoted you are to it or even if you want to use it. Yeah, you know, I mean, especially in, in the age of the Internet here, I worry that that could go wrong. That could uh, that is a, you could be gift. Yeah, that's a good yeah, point. That could get converted real quickly into something I don't want. <laughs> <laughs> around the internet but um i really appreciate the insight chase and uh it's, it's it's apparent they haven't caught you on film scoring a lot of goals here or else you know yeah. these kind of things go go through your head. that's yeah, good. yeah i'll try it i'll try it chase just for you you gotta watch this stuff. the the internet and social media were really in their infancy whatever i was playing so i didn't have those sort of concerns for the better yeah that's right for the better um, but yeah, man, I think, uh, we got to let everyone know where you came from, Paul, because you do have an origins here in the South. So when and how did you get started playing ultimate? Cause you're pretty far along your career now, right? Yeah, it's been a, been a good while. Started playing back in 2011. Well, yeah, I guess 2011, um, some summer league back in Nashville. So I, this was my David Trett, uh, representation <laughs> here, uh, Figured, figured out I would rock it. I got my Growler socks on, though, so the, keep the people and the fans out here happy. Yeah, from Nashville, so um, started playing a little pickup in, like, high school and, and um, played a summer league right before I went to college and then got to college, and it was actually between uh, lacrosse and ultimate for me um, for club and met the guys on both of them. I was like, I can't, I can't play club lacrosse um, and um, pay all that money, too. So uh, ultimate's cheap, easy, and uh, a lot of fun. I got along with the – with the crew out there, a guy named Richie Ward and Adam Tinker actually mm. were the ones who uh, saw, you know, me and John Carden trying to throw a Frisbee on the IM fields and they, you know, chatted us up and, you know, we wanted to learn how to throw like they did. So um, I guess, you know, over 10 years, almost 11 years later, I went through Nashville, Knoxville, Chattanooga, Atlanta, Athens, and 
ended up here in, in San Diego through a variety of teams and positions and roles. So it's been a, it's been a good little ride. Right, so you started in the AUDL in 2015 with Nashville, correct? Correct. So I gotta, I gotta ask, how has, how have you seen the AUDL and then also the sport kind of grow over, <laughs> uh, over your time in the, uh, in the AUDL? It's a great question. So um, <laughs> first year of the AUDL in the, in the South, at least, uh, I mean, the AUDL has been, been around longer in 2015, but that was the inaugural um, year in the South. And it was, um, I don't know if the word bloodbath is the right, <laughs> right word, but, you know, a lot of new things, new players, uh, new refs, a new, a new league to all of us. And so um, it was just kind of a little bit, um, you know, chaotic in terms of like the logistics for all these first time owners um, and again, a self-officiated sport turning into an officiated sport um, was a big challenge. So a lot more playing around with what you could get away with, right? A lot less um, years under the referees' belts in the South. So um, things were physical. Things were fun. That was my kind of game. Um, really, really enjoyed those days in the South um, to where now it's it's evolved into just an extremely professional group, in my opinion. So um, all the way from the from the leadership to um, every ownership I've, I've played on, uh, played with, which is uh, now four different um, ownership groups. I got nothing but positive things to say about all of them. Even in the early years, you know, that was like back in Garrett Bruce days where mm, uh, it, was a, it was a good time. But um, yeah, I mean, it's a professional group now. It's really, really unique opportunity to get to, um, you know, do an activity that you love um, at a really high level um, and have a lot of support in, um, in you being able to do it. So it's a, uh, it's a good group now. Well, well-run league, well-run uh, team that I've been on. So yeah. I got to ask self-officiated versus having referees. What's your preference? Refs, refs all day, every yeah, day. I, um, I mean, I, you know, they're going to make mistakes, but you just hope they make the same type of mistakes for each team. Right. Um, you're just too inherently biased. Once you get to a high level um, spirit of the game is great. It's real. I, like, I, I endorse that. Um but there's no, absolutely no way you can remain in a completely unbiased situation and speed of game. Like watching uh, self-officiated games is um, a bit more of a drag than one that just moves on and make a decision, go on. Um, I have evolved to far preferring, uh, preferring the ADL format. Yeah. You mentioned uh, a bloodbath down in the South. I remember I went to Nashville's home opener against Atlanta <laughs> and uh, Alan LaViolette, who played for Carolina recently, or Raleigh, uh, he was playing for Atlanta. He comes around the back of a bird stack, and David Trett, who's playing with Nashville, soon to be the owner of the Nashville Nightwatch, sees him coming unguarded and lowers his shoulder and lays him to the ground. That is that is my first experience of what professional ultimate was, was yeah. just seeing action like that. I was like, all right. <laughs> that's when he signed up for the, for the tryouts for next year right yeah no so um yeah and the the, the great news is, is alan got the 20 yard penalty on that play for launching a disc in this day. so uh, <laughs> he did not call anything on the layout at yeah. all. um yeah, alan, alan's a good dude too he actually i think he got took a pretty bad injury recently so i hope he's doing well um mm -hmm. but not from trett trett was just out there to to be the enforcer um, He's the bro. Yeah, but that was, um, was back in the was it the Jacksonville Cannons days where you had the monster. Oh, those guys were throwing backhands in the you know, yeah. just brutal stuff out there. So yeah, those that was the tone setter for the South, no doubt. Um 
but yeah, so different. I feel like depending on the region you play in, there's different styles of play. So you've been growing up through the Southeast and played in the Southeast. You moved out West. This is your third season in San Diego. Third, second. Second. It's my second now. It's your second season. That's what mm-hmm. I thought. So how have you seen the styles differ or are they kind of just similar in your eyes? You mean from the South and the West here? Yeah. 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 I mean, it's a, another great question. They, they are different. I mean, definitely still the South has that kind of, you know, a little bit more physical, dirty South, a little more jolly um, out there. The West is, um, I would say, nicer guys in general, nicer guys and girls on this, like, you know, in this in these communities, it's a little bit less of, um, I think in the South, you get a little bit of that football, basketball carryover, um, which isn't uh, quite as, as prevalent out here. Um, so you get some more of the mainstream sport influences um, come to those things. So definitely, um, you know, I mean, battling the teams like Dallas, of course, I – I came here when they were the Roughnecks and they, they followed me. And uh, so I got to play them for however many years in a row. Um, they were always a, a pretty physical matchup. Um, and, and, you know, defense is, uh, is um, I mean, there are a lot of phenomenal defenders and uh, great defensive teams out here. Um, but overall, you know, defensive pressure, um, it really is a kind of a West Coast style thing where the offenses are a little more high flying, a little bit more, um, you know, kind of potent feeling. And then the defenses are a little bit more, a little tougher in the South. So mm-hmm. kind of holds that mantra of, you know, the South is kind of, you know, three yards in a cloud of dust sort of thing. So, um, but it, you, you know, you get into those games, no matter where you are, you find those players, no matter where you are, it's just kind of the general trend. It seems like what mm-hmm. I've noticed whenever I'm watching games that are, that are, you know, from that West division, I, I feel like I see a lot more like vert stack as opposed to like a horizontal stack that it seems like the, a lot of the teams in the South play. Uh, was there, was there any sort of big change for you coming from uh, the South going, maybe switching into a different offensive style or defensive style or anything? Yes. I mean, and definitely too, I think some of that continues to stem from, you know, I mean, you have like the, the, the classic team, like the Seattle small ball style system. You have um, even back like in some of like the Bay Area, like like Revolver and some of the old club teams that had a little bit more of a spread sell offense. So there's a kind of a unique blend out here. Um, definitely with Growlers last year, we would initiate out of a vert a lot of times playing mostly offensive um, and then kind of flow in, into a, or initiate out of a side. Sorry. And then kind of flow into that vert. Um, and I've always been more comfortable handling in a vertical stack. I mean, running running that system with, you know, Miranda for two to three years in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's, I always felt more comfortable handling in a vertical offense where you could kind of, you know, you're relying on cracking marks. You're relying on um, a lot of lateral movement and cutters just being ready for that next, next look. Um, and so it was a, it was a comfortable transition for me, um, especially like, you know, I've played on so many dang teams at this point. So I feel like you've seen kind of seen every, every little system. But when I came here, you know, Kevin Stewart and, um, and coach Kayla Helton, they, you know, they, they were like, everyone kept asking me like, what ideas? Like I'm, I'm, I'm more of a cutter, like a little bit like hybrid, but like I, I cut generally speaking, sometimes handle defensively around the end zones. Um, like first practice, they're like center to palm. I was like, all right. Yeah. So, um, so it was a really good experience. They were like uh, by far the most like defined, like, here's your role. Here's what we want you to do. Here's what we need you to do. Um, and so using that, like it, it, I got so comfortable so quickly in, in our system. Um, it was just a really, it was a breath of fresh air. I play again, playing a lot of different roles. I guess I'm not like that good at any one thing. So um, they keep trying to hide me in, in certain roles. So um, 
it's been a it's been a little bit of an adjustment. But now this year we're running a, a little bit more on the spread side of things um, in San Diego, um, depending on which side of the ball, depending on the game's personnel. So um, definitely when I'm when I'm downfield, I like that spread system. When I'm in the backfield, I still uh, I still love me some good vertical stack. There we go. Yeah, it's uh, it's been pretty neat because I think you and I we've always played on opposite sides of the disc. I was more of a offensive cutter, working off other cutters. You've always ran the D line, but then getting to see you move to San Diego, you're behind the disc a lot in the offensive end. I think you're one of the leaders on the growlers for throwing yards this year. Highly efficient. It's been pretty neat to kind of see you transition into that new role. Um, yeah, man, I want to ask you a quick question. I don't think I've ever asked you this on a personal level, but like. You've played lacrosse growing up. Um, I don't know what else you played, but did you ever have like any sort of role model in one ultimate and two, did you have a role model in any other sport growing up? Yeah. Um, love that. Love that question too. Yeah. I, I mean, I bounced around just like the teams in ultimate. I played uh, quite a variety of sports growing up Um and so, you know, but in terms of what I was following, it was like vastly the NFL um, mm-hmm. loved uh, grew up a massive Titans fan. So um, really naturally, my like my guys, my idols of the day, it was like your like Air McNair, um, Eddie George, you know, mm-hmm. Keith Bullock, um, kind of like the, the, the rough and tough um, physical, even if you're, you know, you know, McNair's a quarterback, right? But he's still going to lower his shoulder and go after you. Um, and even in the recent recent years, I, I continue to, you know, really um, be a big fan of the, of the, of the Titans, uh, Titans organization. Um, I've always liked, uh, you know, uh, in terms of other sports, you know, I've gotten into golf over the last few years. But even before that, it's like, a, you know, a guy that transcends whether you watch golf or not as Tiger. Um, yeah. just how he kind of revolutionized the game. Um, came in, you know, proved that, you know, uh, working out is a part of the game and belongs there. And when you hit the ball mm-hmm. 30 or further, you, you're a better player, right? And I think um, that's one of the shifts that's happening in the world of ultimate as well from this um, sport that's a little bit less trained, a little bit less organized into something where if you're not in the gym, if you're not um, really actively conditioning it, like it, you get exposed on a field. So so um, me chain smoking camel lights on the sideline probably won't fly <laughs> anymore is what you're telling me. <laughs> I mean, I say that, but then you look at John Daly over there, and he's you know, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's still smacking balls with the best of them. So hey, his as an Ar- the NIL deal of the year, as an Arkansan, I appreciate you bringing up Arkansas royalty with John Daly, sir. Uh, so we've hit you hit you with a bunch of softballs here, now, but now now we are going to give you the hardest hitting question that we've had, which is. Uh, Who's your favorite team you've played for? And who's partied harder? Was it the Night Watch, the Hustle, the Growlers? And I'm going to warn you, I am biased. There is one correct answer to this. I love the game. I love the hustle, man. <laughs> oh, man. The, you know, I've, I've also played on, you know, I've played on the Night Watch for three different years and the Hustle for two different years and the Growlers for two different years now. So, I mean, I could get specific as to which iteration of which team party the hardest. Um, I mean, definitely, again, you know, I got to go. Uh, my, my boys are great here. I love this team. I love this culture. But if you're talking like weird dudes throwing down at a party, like the South kind of takes king, right? Like Atlanta's like the weirdest of them all for sure. The most personalities, the most eclectic nature. Um 
I would say, what, what was that year, Zach? Uh, David Tratt's first year on a night. Oh, the 3-14, that was 2017? 3-11, yeah. That was the last year. Yeah, 2018. That was 18. Yeah. Yeah, that, that group, um, they made a business on and off the field. So, <laughs> you're going down to, you know, going down down to Tampa and, you know, Tratt's just throwing money at you if you win a game, seeing so go spend it in the club, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, you know, the van rides back were just as, <laughs> you know, just as live as the, uh, you know, as the party the night before or whatever. So mm-hmm. um, great, great groups in all the different corners there. But that, like, 2018 Nightwatch squad, um, still a bunch of, uh, you know, that team has a bunch of trickle, a lot of different – uh, teams yeah. all the way from Portland, Atlanta, in, in Florida, San Diego, Indianapolis. Like, and so I hope that all those guys are kind of holding down that tradition um, mm-hmm. and maintaining the the, uh, <laughs> the that style. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Well, Paul, we're gonna get out of here. We got some games to recap from this past weekend. Which, uh, by the way, congratulations on the victory. Uh, the Growlers get the job done, twenty-two twenty against the, uh, the Seattle Cascades. It was a uh, yeah, you know, it was a good win. It was a good win. You're keeping track with uh, what some some pretty talented new franchises. It, it looks like so. You know, you gotta you gotta represent for the old guard, right? That's right, man. This is not the uh, it's it, not the expansion teams I really expected. You know, you come up with anything, but um, these teams are these teams are great. It's an open division right now, um, and we 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 can't underestimate anyone. We 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 got to learn how to finish games with a little bit more definition than we are right now. Um, but we're we're putting in the work and um, looking forward to to a late season battle here. I think the uh, you know this division's an open one, and um, we we plan to make it ours again. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us, folks. That was Paul Lally, the San Diego Growlers. Uh, if you see any video of him licking a Frisbee later on, please do not gif it because I want to make this celebration <laughs> a reality. Paul, thanks again. And uh, yeah, welcome to a uh, friend of the Tilted Land Shark podcast status. Appreciate it, man. Thanks so much, guys. It's basically royalty. I appreciate y'all. <laughs> yeah. Way, right. way to go with the flattery. You were killing it there, Paul. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Paul. We will talk to you later. And Zach and I will be back right after these quick ad reads. Sweaty Sack Summer is approaching. It's time for you to prioritize the comfort of your crotch. That's why the kings of crotch comfort, Manscaped, have spent two years designing the most comfortable boxers briefs out there. I've had the honor of testing out these new boxers. I can say it's the softest fabric of any underwear. So breathable that it's like gills for your groin. They even trademarked the jewel pouch. So you know it's serious. I think it's time you invest in your family jewels, so let your bulge breathe and get 20% off plus free shipping by using code SGP at manscaped.com. Listen, I'm not kidding. I've got the boxers. You want to talk about comfort? You want to talk about resting easy because the family jewels are safe? Then you got to put them in the old jewel pouch. So get 20% off plus free shipping with the code SGP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code SGP at manscaped.com. Once the Boxers 2.0 touch your sack, you'll never go back. We're brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day off right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all of the things. 
It costs you less than $3 a day and you're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com SGP. Again, that is athleticgreens.com SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right, without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You don't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's IPVanish.com SGP. Welcome back to the Tilted Landshark podcast. Once again, many, many thanks to uh, Paul Lally of the AUDL, of the San Diego Growlers, actually coming in, giving us an interview. Really good interview, I got to say. I'm going to give it a 10. What do you? What about you, Zach? Yeah, easy 10 out of 10. E- easy we set 10 the standard way too damn high for our first interview. Yeah, if you're going to be joining um, us, you need to step it up like Lally did. Yeah. But we are going to go ahead and do what we typically do. After that little bonus treat we gave you, we're going to talk about this past weekend's games, week four of the AUDL, see how these matchups went, and uh, maybe uh, take a peek in at uh, how our old picks did, too, while we're at it. So, why not? Starting off, we got Toronto at Boston. Oh, how briefly did the crossing borders angle work? I believe this is the last game of the sequence as Boston gets the win, 23-13, and... Mm -hmm. Boston covers the two and a half. Easily. Yeah, very easily. Big win. Big, big win. Yeah. Uh, Toronto was held out of their element. Boston understood that Toronto likes to hug the disc. Uh, Toronto only got five huck attempts off and over 300 throws, which is by far the most amount of throws they had to throw in a game. They had to play small ball, slow ultimate. Obviously was very uncomfortable with it. Um and Boston's defense, which is a defense I kind of ridiculed for never stepping up and forcing their offense to keep holding, they stepped up this time uh, behind Cam Warner and Eugene Lahiro, I think is the guy's name. Two blocks apiece. Um, Boston's defense won in this game, so kudos to them. Big win. Yeah, and not to mention, uh, with the under, uh, we hit one of our locks for last week, which was the under 45 and a half. Pay that man his money. 
That's right. You tell them, Teddy KGB. Give us our money. Next, we got Austin, who traveled to Carolina to take on the Flyers. And it looks like Carolina managed to pull it out 27-24. They covered the one-and-a-half-point spread. I, for some reason, was on Austin, which just feels counterintuitive to my my whole personality. But I made that decision. I even went money line. It was a poor decision. Zach, Zach chose wisely. I chose and uh, I think right before the game started, some injury announcements. They've missed some players. Um, Andres Youngsu was uh, all rookie ADL last year, looking like an all ADL player this year. His scene with a little leg splint cast on, not the cast. Um, but yeah, this was actually a pretty close game for the most part. Um, I tuned in, and right when I tuned in, I got to see a Justin Allen Callahan. For Carolina, that puts uh, Raleigh up three, kind of a two-point swing there. Austin couldn't hold. Raleigh gets the uh, break and uh, goes up big late in the game. So that was the big game changer was that Callahan right there. So moving on, uh, we need to talk about some true American heroes. Yes. And those true American heroes are the Philadelphia Phoenix who go across the border to Montreal and they get the win 1913, proving to all of us that borders are nothing but an invisible line. Nothing changes. Still planet mm-hmm. Earth. Big victory for Philly. Uh, let's see. That was a let's see, Philly was a one and a half point favorite. They don't quite cover that. Uh, we were both on the Ottawa side, I believe, because we were still playing the uh looking you know, at uh, Philly Montreal. Ah, sorry, we were we were both on the Montreal side and it was a pickup mm-hmm. and that did not go well for us. Uh, we are not good Americans. We should have taken Philly here, but uh, yeah, man, after the game that they had in Philly, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't didn't think that Philadelphia would have this easy of a time dispatching Montreal. I, I never like to make uh, injuries an excuse. I'm not going to do it here. I think Philly played a hell of a game holding Montreal to nearly nothing the entire game. So I'm not going to take that away from Philly. Montreal was missing some key pieces, but I've got a fan favorite, personal favorite on Philadelphia, James Pollard. You'll hear about him again in the Ottawa recap. He is uh, four goals, three assists against Montreal. Their offense held uh, together. Second quarter, 5-1 run to kind of pull away early in the game for Philadelphia. All right, so the game that we just uh, the the guy that we just had was in in on this game. Uh, San Diego beats uh, Seattle twenty two twenty. They had a huge spread here. The Lollipop Guild did not cover uh, the the number. It was seven and a half, mm-hmm. but we both were on the Seattle side of that number because it just looked like way way too damn big of a number. Yeah, um, it's I that Seattle team was actually pretty fun to watch. They uh. Zhao and they had this other big guy who just all they would do is huck. They actually went 13 for 13 on hucks, Seattle, Um, which was that's how they stayed in it. And it was kind of like I watched this game last night uh, when I got home and it was kind of some lazy throwing, mostly on both ends, throwing straight into poaches, not realizing the field, kind of playing lackadaisical ultimate. It's kind of what caused the game to be so close why San Diego was only able to win by two points. Um, But again, Seattle doesn't have any defensive depth. So just San Diego outclassed them. Better, better talent. 
So we take it back to the east side where we had Toronto visiting New York. And oh boy, uh, we'll just call this come get your ass whooping bowl uh, because New York uh, absolutely put it on Toronto winning 31 to 17, a 14 point victory. We thought seven and a half was a huge number to cover. So what did they do? <laughs> Damn near doubled it on us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, hard to take away a lot from this one, I'm sure. It was a damn near flawless game from New York. I think only 10 turnovers. I went through the uh, stat line earlier today, and I saw uh, Lithia's name pop up with the number five next to us. Oh, five goals for him. No, he's on the throwing end of it this time. He gets five assists and three goals. He's turning out to be an all-ADL type player, if only if it wasn't for Yacht, who had eight goals <laughs> that night. Um crazy enough by yacht uh marquise brownlee for new york for those who are on youtube likes tech reviews mkbhd very famous youtuber plays for the new york empire led the game in three blocks um and yeah toronto had no answer for new york offense it was just new york just had their way with them all right and back to the west coast where we had Portland Nitros traveling to the Oakland Spiders. Hey, oh, hey, hey, oh, hey. Whoa, whoa, hey, whoa, whoa, easy, hey. easy with that Nitro. Well, the Nitro were not easy with it. They went at 26-22, four-point victory. And it looks like in that game, we had uh, Portland as a two-and-a-half-point favorite. They easily cover. And also, we hit the over there, which was set at 42-and-a-half. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. It, so, I want to say, when I'm thinking about it, in the West – the only team that one of the expansion teams has lost to is another expansion team. They've mm-hmm. uh, Portland losing, losing to Colorado. That was the only loss that any of the expansion teams have had so far. And that was a double overtime game, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. Uh, it's very insane. And Leandro Marks for Portland is the real deal. Um, yeah, we haven't seen much from Oakland yet this year. I think two and a half was way too small. Portland, whether it's Salt Lake or Col- like right now, my power rankings in the West for the three new teams: Salt Lake, Portland, Colorado. Even though Colorado beat Portland, I think this Portland team is solid. I like Leandro Marks a lot. Two and a half was too small for uh, for this spot. All right, and then. Uh... A game I was really happy about. Seattle at LA in the second half of Seattle's back to back. LA gets the victory by one, 19 18. I was all in on this total here, which I believe we had was set at 39 and a half. Mm-hmm. We managed to hit the under there, which is good for me. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, man, just second day legs is kind of what I think of when I see this total. Yeah, and I've got, once we wrap up all the games here, I did some math, uh, doing some research. I've got a nice little trend for our listeners. If they want to follow suit with us, we'll get to it at the end of the show. But Stay yeah, Seattle mm, Seattle uh, lost some death. Zeppelin Ronig was, uh, was not dressed for this game. I think he kind of came up limping towards the end of that San Diego game. And uh there's a probably a special player there you may want to shout out because uh, last week I talked about how it was only Sam Cook on L.A. and someone else better step up, and someone did. Who was that? Uh, my boy Marcel Osborne res- responded to the call and had himself just a bonkers weekend. Hey, I, I've got something for you real quick. Let me okay. pull this up. Uh, scrolling through some ultimate Twitter. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 
And uh, and one of his teammates. Oh no, no, no. Okay, I screenshot the wrong thing. He got a shout out from one of his teammates uh, talking about how far he's progressed over the last few years playing Ultimate and how he's becoming more of a leader on this LA Aviators team. So, listen, kudos it, also, to you, it only took five minutes because I had that sharp eye for talent. He's, talent. Uh, if there's anyone looking for a scout of some sort, you could pay for his travel. I heard uh, Japan's got some great Ultimate players. Send him over there. Travel Shit, over yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, I'll go to I'll go to Japan to scout ultimate players. Sure. Hell yeah. That sounds like the plot of a movie. I'm in for it. All right. <laughs> so we had three marquee games from last week. We're breaking those down right now. One of them was the Austin Shadow Deluxe, the soul traveling to Atlanta to take on the hustle. I love the game. I love the hustle, man. And I'll tell you what. Loving the hustle paid off because this game was a pick 'em. Atlanta gets the five point victory mm-hmm. over Austin. Austin once again in the uh, the second game of a of a back to back. So uh, yeah, uh, what what can you take away from this victory? Do you do you downgrade the Atlanta victory a little bit because Austin was on their second game, or, or is it just a good victory? No no caveats I, needed. I call this a good victory. The big question I'm going to raise here and. This may not be something we get to prove ever this whole season, but is Austin a fraudulent team? The it's two wins were against a pretty bad Dallas team. Yeah. And then they go to the road. Granted, they had a good game against Raleigh, but Carolina, sorry, they were missing some players. And then they go into a game against Atlanta, who was nearly at full squad. Uh, they didn't even have uh, Khalif playing, Khalif Al Salam on the defensive end. But. Yeah, I the question is is Austin fraudulent? We'll see when Atlanta and Carolina have to travel over there. But I would say the big storyline here is the offensive handlers for Atlanta, Austin Taylor with eleven assists, John Stubbs and Bobby Lay combined eleven of fourteen from Hucks. You've got already a top AEDL thrower in Austin Taylor. And then you add two world-level handlers on the offensive end and Bobby Lay and John Stubbs. I want to see those three handle, and I want to see them again play against Carolina because they're just there's a chance. They got to play them two more times. Austin, I mean, Atlanta, they could make some noise and probably win out those games. Um, yeah, that that this lineup here, I want to see them play against Carolina for sure. All right, so moving on, we had uh, Indy leaving Dome Sweet Dome to take on Pittsburgh and uh, get the job done 20-16. to 16. Uh, It looks like uh, Indy easily covers the, the three-point spread, and uh, they go over on the total, which was set at 36-and-a-half. Uh, fooled me because I, I kind of thought that uh, it wouldn't be quite the easy uh, – I thought it would be, you know – Kind of, kind of a little bit different with the scoring. Uh, whatever you consider the fact that uh, they, they moved outside of the dome and everything, and man, did they barely, barely mm-hmm. miss uh, going over there. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to look at what what did we have here. I had the. Yeah. I, did we both have the over? We uh, both said over. At least I know I said over. Um, Thirty six and a half, which is tough. Heartbreaker. Yeah, uh, I think I was the only one that said over. Um, I even do we freaking th- had Pitt in this game, right? Do do we think that maybe uh, Indy might be a little bit of a contender in the uh, in the Central that they they managed to, uh, or sorry, the Midwest? Maybe they they can take their game outside of the dome and it can 
can survive in the wild? You know, that would be very interesting to see. Um, it, as we know, Pitt is one of the lesser teams uh, in that division. Unfortunately, next week we really won't be able to find out because they travel to Detroit also. Um, yeah. Pitt just finds a way to make a game not look fun. They kind of slow everything down. Um, what's their record over under? Pittsburgh is now 0-4. They're four unders, four games, 0-4 on the over-unders. Um, they really slow things down. So it's kind of hard to tell if really Indy's not a great outdoor team or not yet. Uh, yep. They'll play Detroit next week. They'll probably be eight-and-a-half-point favorites. May go ahead and try to pick Indy on that. But I, I, I want to wait and see until they have to travel to Chicago, um, travel to Madison for maybe yep. a little rematch there and see what they can do before I determine – if they could be in the mix or not. Well, you bring up a team that uh, was in our last marquee game. Uh, I hate to tell you mechanics fans, mechanics with an X, but the streak continues as Madison rolls into Detroit. And they didn't deliver the ass whipping of the week, but they delivered the second biggest ass whipping of the week as it went 27-18 for Madison. Oh, man. Oh, man. boy. 51 straight losses. Yep. And uh, I, I want to say I was on the under here, and uh, that also not not great for me. I didn't have a banner weekend. Zach did. I did not. Um, dude, record will say otherwise. Here, let's just real quick. I have one nugget for uh, Detroit that I found interesting. As I lost my notes here, Shorjan, who led the league in goals last year, uh, right now he's the only player over ten goals with negative throwing yards. That kind of tells you the type of player he is. Yeah. You, if I can't find a way to stop it, that's the yep. only source of offense. Still the only guy with negative throwing yards. Oh, wow. um, but yeah, to recap how we did, I went 7-4 ATS. He went 5-4 ATS. I don't think I capture all of your picks. I don't know. That's... Maybe I'm just overwhelmed. And then I went 3-2 and two over under while you went 3-1 and one on the over under. Hold on. Hold on. So... Take, t- take a breath, buddy. Breathe. <laughs> breathe we'll get through this together we'll get through this you can lean on me i'll lean on you we're like first and bubba you know what i'm saying we don't have to sleep with our heads in the mud so that is it that is recapping our uh our, our audl games uh we were gonna get out of here but wait we've got a special little uh bit of a uh, math and tabulation by by zach here you mentioned that he's gonna bring up what i'm yeah. interested what do we so, have we're i was looking at uh today's stats <clears throat> of notice we had three teams go on road trips in Austin, Philly, and Toronto. And those teams did terrible against the spread. Philly went 2-0 and on the road straight up, but went 1-1 ATS. The other teams did not do so well. If you look at every team's against the spread record on their second half of a back-to-back, 3-8 and against the spread. 4-7 money line. And then you got a six and five over under record, which could account just for tired defenses. The other team is going to run up the score. Um, but three and eight against the spread. I've got one bit of bad news for this, though. Uh, I think I'm going to do this blindly. We'll see. New York is that team that goes on the road trip. Oh. New York. So, and they're crossing the border, going to Montreal, then to Ottawa. 
Ooh. It would be interesting to see. I would love to see New York over a five or six point favorite against Ottawa. I think I'll take Ottawa in that game. Man, I, that's the sound of me licking chops there. That sounds juicy, what you just mentioned, that's because fair. I got to think that after the ass whooping that that New York put on their the, the team they were playing this weekend, that they're going to have some just massive spreads here. Woo. Good mm-hmm. eyes, Zach Avello. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. Um, <clears throat> the other thing we got to keep an eye out for is all fantasy sports. Yeah, that's getting started. Yeah. We're going to have to figure out figure out how everything's working, and then we're going to have to start playing some fantasy ultimate. That's yeah, for sure. Our Thursday shows may get a tad bit longer, uh, talking some fantasy ultimate at the same time. Players to watch. Um, I'm going to have to go in and deep dive. We know the guy who put this together, so we'll talk to him. Yeah, figure out the format, and uh, we'll bring our listeners some details and information on how to get that going. Hell yes, that's all I got to say for that. It's hell yes, and hell to the yes. We thank you for tuning in once again to the Tilted Land Shark podcast. We will be back later this week. We'll be talking about the games coming up week six. Wait, no, five, five, week five. Time's going too fast for you. It's going too fast. I I went even faster than I meant it to. So we'll be back talking week five later this week. Uh, most likely we'll have that out before first poll on Friday. Hell, we might even be talking a little bit of a little bit of fantasy too while we're at Why it. Not? Uh, ho, ho, ho. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. All right. So that is it for us. And 